From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, October 24th, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Get a free quote for your customized apparel right now by calling 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. Send them an email, beantownathletics at gmail.com or visit their website, beantownathletics.com. And oh yeah, hockey season has begun. So make sure you bring your skates into Beantown Athletics for the best skate shopping and you'll find in all of New England. Welcome to the show. In studio with me today is the one and only Brandon Wahlberg. You might know him from Wahlbergers, the TV show. You might know him from just being on this show in the past, sort of as my Celtics NBA insider. Are we calling you an insider, Brandon? Is, yeah. is that what we can call you? Yeah, we'll go with insider. I mean, I know you're courtside a lot. Yeah, who's going to tell us any different? You were courtside the other night. I'm an insider, yeah. Preseason, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, but oh, you only get the preseason courtside yeah, ticks? You know. Mark only gives you yeah, those? those are low value. Oh, you didn't give me them. Who gave you those? We worked our way Isaiah? up there. Oh, no, you, don't no, need, no. you don't need him no, to get you the tickets anymore. Donnie got him for you. No. Oh. Worked our way up there. You just got him. Yeah. Who's your boy in the Celtics right now? Isaiah? I mean, he's not really my boy. I thought he was <laughs> your boy. <laughs> hey, he's the man. He is. He's the man. Um, Will DeMarcus Cousins be your boy when the Celtics trade for him? If they get him, absolutely. I think they're going to get him. You know why I think they're going to get him? Because you came in this morning, you got this notebook full of, like, P, have you seen this kid's notebook, what he's got today? What he's I, working with? I have not. He's got it full I would like to see it, Look at that thing. I'd like to check it out. Uh, I thought originally, oh, you. I thought he'd come in with one of those composition notebooks you used to use in music class. You ever use those? You know what I'm talking I about? I did used to use those. I got a couple of them. But you don't. It's a regular notebook. But he's got yeah. all these NBA notes in him. He's got, like, this rookie of the legit. year. He's got most improved player of the year. We're going to get to your NBA yeah. stuff, your NBA picks. Full though, depth charts, too. Though we we have limited time with you today. You're telling me you got to leave early. I have to, yeah. I've got to go. What do you have to do where you have to go? I it's can't. 10 o'clock in the morning on I'd a Monday. I sign non-disclosure agreements. I can't. Can I tell the people what you're doing? I you're mean, filming yeah. for Wahlberg. It's the new season. Yeah, yeah well... I can't confirm or deny that, but... You are. He's going to film for Wahlburgers. They're all mad at him. Mock's yelling. Donnie's texting him. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're doing the Danny Picard show at Beantown Athletics. And you laugh, but that's exactly what's going on. Um, we got to get them in here to record one of these segments. Because I should let the people know that we're working Brandon in to the show sort of as my NBA guy. I mean, NBA is your go-to. That's your go-to yeah, sport. Yeah. Celtics, that's your go-to team in this town. Oh, yeah. But we'll... we'll Go outside the box here and there. Oh, and, yeah. And that's... I'm a, that, I'm a full all-around sports guy. That, <laughs> you know? The full all-around sports guy. Yeah. That's why, I, like, when I open this show, I don't usually get right into maybe what your agenda is because yeah. this isn't your show. It's my <laughs> fucking show. But um, since you got to go early, I'll, I'll save the NFL stuff for when you leave. Though there's just one just one quick NFL thing that, that we have to I want your reaction to because oh, I teased it and you didn't hear it. And it's Rob Gronkowski's audio from yesterday post game. Now the Patriots, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. Uh, they didn't do it as it wasn't as convincing of a win as I thought it was gonna be. I did take the Patriots to cover at minus seven and a half. They did. That was one of my wins with picks picks. 
so the Patriots win this game yesterday, and they win it by a score of 27-16, so they cover. It wasn't as convincing as they thought it would be, but Rob Gronkowski, you know, he has a touchdown, and it's his 68th touchdown. And after the game, this is what he had to say to the media. One more, I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, you didn't play the best part! What are you doing? More, I got 69 touchdowns, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Only you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck's he talking to there? I need to know who that is. Who's he talking to? He's oh, great. Only you know what I mean, baby. That's the best. <laughs> That's like, unbelievable. He's giggling too. The whole oh, the laugh is the thing. best. Play oh, one more time. Listen goodness. to his laugh when you hear this. More, I got 69 touchdowns. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> only you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> He gives a... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Gronk is a sick fuck. Now, here's the deal. That makes it so awkward for the next guy that has to call his next touchdown. I don't know. Like, who's the guy on 98.5? Bob Sochi? Oh, uh, he uh, does it? He's got to go, and, and he has this real professional, like, hardcore Joe Pro broadcast voice. Like, that dude went to broadcast school, and he was he's, like, by the book broadcasting. Rob Gronkowski with his 69th touchdown reception. 69 for Rob Gronkowski. Zolak's going to love it, though. <laughs> Zolak's going to be gonna all over it. it. Zolak's going to love it. That's, you I'm, know what? Maybe Zolak yeah. will, Zol will Zol open it up. Over, yeah. He'll open it up and make it a lot easier transition into the 69th touchdown reception announcement. Yeah, I think I'm going to be listening to the, the radio <laughs> broadcast of it until he has that 69th. Um, and what about, I mean, they're playing Buffalo, so it'll be on CBS, right, at Buffalo. Who will be doing it? Will it be Jim Nance or Phil Simms? Yeah, oh, jeez. 69 oh, for cool. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Touchdown number 69 for Gronkowski. <laughs> you know what I mean, baby. <laughs> you know what he means. Yeah. With six, who's Only he you. Who's he talking to there? Who's the reporter that asked the question? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That, but I, I kind of want to find out. You know what I, you know what I mean, baby. Gronk, what a beauty. But uh, big best. win, big win for the Patriots. And that was one of my wins with picks, picks. I went two, two and one. I'll go over the NFL stuff. I'll go over even some of the picks that Robbie Gomes made on Friday. He had some good ones. He had some bad ones. I think we'll just go over the good ones. We'll make good them, call. we'll make them look good. We'll just go over the good ones. So we do that every Friday. We get his advice. For DraftKings, the DraftKings lineups. Yeah, um, DraftKings millionaire. Yeah, he is. And we bust his balls about that yeah. all the time. You know, right. he has the check on his wall. Oh, he still hasn't cashed it? No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to. No, no, he doesn't. I, I've known him for a while. I'm with his brother Dave. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll get into that. I'll get into some more football. But you're really my basketball guy, Brandon. You'll be joining me throughout the NBA season. The NBA season... Begins this week. Begins tomorrow night, Tuesday night. To it. We got a couple games tomorrow oh, yeah. night, Tuesday night. Uh, we got Cleveland opens up. They're going to raise the banner. They're going to play the Knicks in Cleveland. Then you got later that night, Golden State. Let's play. How about we'll play guess the spread for these two games. Cleveland opening up as the reigning champs. Raising the banner, getting their rings. Everybody's all jacked up. They're at home. They're playing the Knicks. 
They're a favorite, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, what you know, the Knicks are an improved team. What are we going for? What do you think the spread? I have the spread in front of me. I'm going to say 10.5. No, you're close, though. 9.5. Nine nine Cleveland's a 9.5-point favorite. How about Golden State? They got Kevin Durant playing San Antonio. You know, they're San Antonio now without one of their veteran leaders. Timmy Duncan calling it quits. Though I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at the gym one night. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He already showed up at the gym, didn't he? <laughs> during during training camp, he, he just to. walked he into the gym. Um, Golden State at home. What are they? They're a favorite, obviously. But give me, That's try to pick tough. that one. See, you I, were closer, Cleveland. I think it could be lower than expected. I'm going to say 13. I was, I was either going to get six and a half or 13. Nah, eight and a half. Yeah. Golden State, eight and a half point favorite. But when I'm looking at favorites, right, and 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 I'm thinking to myself, okay, who's the favorite to win the NBA title? It's got to be either Golden State or Cleveland, and it is. Yeah. But it's it, it when you go Vegas is Golden State is the favorite to win the NBA championship. Then it's Cleveland at number two. Then it's San Antonio with the third best odds to win the championship. The fourth best odds to win the NBA championship. <laughs> the Leprechaun. The Celtics. Like yeah. I, I like the Celtics. More than anybody, just as much as anybody, okay, in this town. And I'm willing to tell you that uh, the 52 and a half over under on Celtics wins this season, yeah. uh, you know, I think they're coming close to that. I think you have to think yeah. about it, mm-hmm. all right? The Celtics had, what, 48 wins last year, the fifth seed in the East. They lose Evan Turner, they're going to miss him. They gain Al Horford. That's a huge addition to the Celtics team. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking about this is going to be it. That's a big addition for what this team's looking to, to, to accomplish to the point where they might be the second best team in the East. But, I mean, you tell, you're telling me that there aren't a couple more teams in the West that should have better – I mean, there are a couple more teams in the West that should have better odds than the Celtics to win the championship. No? Mm, I think there's bet, a couple better teams in the West, but I think Vegas is taking into account that to get to the finals – from the West, you've got to take more of a beating. Going through San Antonio, Clippers, Golden State. But I I mean, I, I'll put the Celtics as the third best team in the East right now. I mean, I think Indiana's a better team. Indiana? Oh, yeah. The Indiana Pacers? The Indiana Pacers. Are a better team than the Celtics? Right now, I think so, yeah. Are, are, you, are you in here to try to be the NHL insider? <laughs> or the NBA insider? Have you looked at their roster? Speaking there? of NHL, the best kept secret in sports, I tweeted it last night is that there was an outdoor NHL game yesterday. Like, what the fuck is the NHL doing? They dropped the ball <laughs> on this mo- Did you know this, Pete? Are you just finding this out now? This is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, there was an outdoor NHL game yesterday. That, that's how much they've watered down that outdoor game. Yeah, I didn't know. I, didn't In Winnipeg? Say, didn't it say Winter Classic on the ice, too? I have no idea. No, Heritage Classic or something. I mean, you'd think they'd throw some sort of commercial. I don't know. Yes, yeah, something, right? Give me an advertisement somewhere. Call me. I'll give the advertisement uh, for yeah. you. I give free reads all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, outdoor NHL game yesterday. Talk about dropping the ball on marketing. Speaking of NHL, so last night, you know, I went out. We went to a local establishment, watched, <laughs> watched the Patriots. Did you see this tweet, this picture that I threw up? No. Remember no, the dress, the blue and the white dress? Remember the blue oh, and white yeah, dress? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's blue. Blue and gold. Yeah. Blue and gold. Yeah, blue and oh, gold. Oh, I, I tweeted out blue and white. Whatever. Blue and gold. I dropped the ball on that tweet, huh? I really fucked up that tweet. Um, yeah, I had a couple a couple beers. But, so I tweet that out. I remember the, the blue versus the gold dress. There's a picture on the wall in L Street Tavern. And 
it's like a direct TV advertisement for the NHL face-off package or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's a couple different NHL players all, like, fighting for one puck. And Jonathan Taves, who, you know, lefty shot, right? Yeah. He's got the holding the stick like a lefty would. The blade a is a righty. However, at least from my eyes, they it's a righty blade. Stick. Go look at the picture on my Twitter account, at Danny Picard. Pete, pull it up right now. I want to get your take right now, live, on this show, on this Monday morning, right? Wake up. Wake up with an optical illusion. So, some people say, I think it's a no-brainer. It's a righty curve on a lefty stick, they, and they messed up on the ad. Yeah, there dude. are people that are looking at it last night going, no, 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 that's a lefty curve. You're nuts. I'm going, if you think that's a lefty curve, you've lost your mind, or you've had too much to drink. <laughs> so, I put it on Twitter. There are other people tweeting me that that's a lefty curve. We had lefty and righty. Pete, what do you think? What are you looking at right there? I'm going with the righty. Just it, by the way of the shadows and stuff it's like a, that. I'm not. Don't even look at the shadows. No, I'm telling you, it's it's a. I think it's a Photoshop error because of the way that they made this this flyer yeah. coming from somebody with experience. Uh-huh. They added a shadow where they didn't need to on the opposite side of where there should be one, so it makes it look like it's a that Brandon. Looks, a that looks righty. Too. It's a righty curve, right? Is, wow, the NHL is really slacking on their advertisement here. Yeah. They're really going frugal these days, huh? That's a right. They can curve. only afford one stick for the whole photo shoot. <laughs> Seriously. Right now, Pete, you got new information. What do you got? Or is that during a face-off? Does he use a righty blade during face-offs? Did we know this? And then what? Shoot no. over and then he the switches? No. <laughs> Come on. What's no, it looks, it looks righty. What's he got? It looks like a righty. A, a Milek curve? Remember those? You can just bend <laughs> yeah. them yourself? Like... Those got to come back. Those are the best. I, I might bring them back. Maybe I will. I did a, a street hockey video rant last week. Some people were tweeting out like, oh, uh, uh, you, nobody tweets you out. Yeah. Nobody tweeted out the fucking video, street <laughs> hockey video. Okay? Some people did, but not enough. It's a good street hockey movie. Come on. Like, uh, people need to acknowledge that. Anyways. So. This is blatantly righty. I, I just can't It's a righty. It. Yeah, but people are telling me lefty. I'm telling you. It's like no, the new blue it's gold. Not, it's not. All right, respond. It's like, it's like I they need just, you to respond. It's like they edited in a righty stick respond, to make it look good. Respond on Twitter. Anyways, we'll do. This is, you are not the NHL insider, and I know you got to go. And I know, like, Mock's texting you right now, like, what the fuck's going on? Tell him to take it easy. If he wants to come get you, tell him to come get you, and he can no, come in see, studio. I can't even get Mock's not even texting me. I'm have Bob's texting me. What's Bob he saying? Sent a, he, Mock's Did sending Bob it just down send the you? ladder. <laughs> They're sending it down the ladder. Did Bob just text you? No, I have a missed call. Uh, Bob, Bob called you. He's yeah. going to be coming in. He was yeah. right around the corner, right? Yeah, he's kicking the door um, in the studio. All right, well, let's do this then. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. All right, so uh, so you don't think it's ridiculous that the Celtics have the fourth best odds to win the NBA title? I don't think it's ridiculous, but I don't I don't think they should. I could see why they do, because people are so hyped on them. After 48 wins last year, and then you add an all-star and the number three pick, mm-hmm. who I'm not, I'm not sure how much – time Jalen Brown's going to be getting this year, but he was, well, I was courtside, he's bringing back the Larry Bird. I was courtside, he says. I was bringing When back, I was courtside, yeah. you got to throw that one in. You have to, you know? You got to let him know where you stand. Yeah. He was wearing the Larry Bird shorts, you know, so he's bringing that back. What, the grape smugglers? Yeah. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. I did not watch one they, preseason they, they basketball were, game. The minute they, I'm watching a preseason basketball game is the minute that you guys should call the cops. Yeah, I didn't, on me. I didn't tune into it. Because I've lost it. I've, I've lost it all. I've lost my mind. I've lost my money. <laughs> I've lost my job. <laughs> the minute I watch a, a, a second of a preseason basketball game, 
You might be headed that way having me on here. No, please. <laughs> this is good. We're going to be doing a show live from Wahlburgers every week. It's going to be presented by Wahlburgers. Um, this is going to, you know, ourselves a little Mark's going to be yeah. in here once a week, yeah. too, <laughs> giving his take on the Celtics. Donnie's going to be in here, to, you know, maybe singing a couple songs for us. Well, you know, we'll, I, do, I we'll get Mark's, it all. I think Mark's a Clipper fan, too, so maybe he'll be the Clippers inside. Well, he's yeah. out in L.A. So what? He's a Clipper fan. <laughs> is that breaking news? Is that, that breaking news? That might be. That Mark's know. a Clipper fan? He's, he's a Clipper fan? Yeah. <laughs> That's breaking news to me. The, the you mean to tell me right Mark Wahlberg is a Clipper fan? He, like how, a for how long has he been? Why? Because Doc is there? No, no, no. Because Paul Pierce Because he lives is out there? there and his kids. He's a Celtics fan, but a, he, you a can't substitute yeah, Clipper fan. You can't have more than one team. It's, yeah, any. it's it's you're a Celtics fan or you're a Clipper fan. That's it. Yeah, the rivalry is so long standing. You can't be on both sides I, I, of it. You know? I, I'm not on. It's just a travesty. Be. No, he's a Clipper fan, huh? So if they were playing each other in the finals, oh my where would goodness. he? What would he do? I I don't know. It's he a good might, question for him. Get him he, in. He couldn't. He, get him on the phone. Lock himself in a room and get just him on the phone. Call Bob back, Tom. We need to talk to Mark right now. Yeah, tell him to connect us. I need to know. Oh, they're waiting for you. I'm gonna. I should hold you hostage on this show, <laughs> so that they have to come here to film Wahlberg's season debut, big party at Wahlberg's for the, on the opening opening show. I'm spoiling it all. Yeah. Are you gonna get Look sued? At all this, this privy information, Danny's just. Are I you might, gonna get we, sued? I may be sued now because of this show. I wouldn't put it past anyone there to sue you for being late right now. No. You are no. late because of me, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm yeah. loving it. So what's up? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, get. Look, I know you got a full notebook there. Yeah, you you don't have time to get to all no, of it. But if you had don't. to pick five things right now in that notebook out of the 250 things listed, mm-hmm. give me the top five. You know, I had someone call up the other day on EEI, and they're like, all right, I got a list of five things for you. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> all right, first of all, you shouldn't be reading a list while you're driving in the car. The guy he was like, John on 90, Route 93. <laughs> John on 93. Like, listen, Johnny, in. like, you shouldn't be reading a list while, while you're driving in the car. Can you cut it down to two? He's like, no. I go, all right, then I will for you. The minute you give me two things, I will hang up on you. And he's like, oh, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, really. Like, I control the fucking show. Like, I have a button in front of me. I can hang up on you whenever I want. So how are we going to do this? All right. All right, so give me five. Sorry, sorry. Give me five. Sometimes I get okay. out of control when I get a guest in studio. It's just like we'll get, uh, I'll give we you can five. do whatever we want here. We can open this up however we want. We can, we can call Bob, put him live, <laughs> put Mark on speakerphone. Mark's with Bob right now. They're waiting for you. And we yeah. can find out if the Clippers played the Celtics in the finals, who would he root for? Okay, here we go. Something tells me he would pick Clippers based on here how this go. conversation's going. Here All we right, go. go ahead. I got the magic will make the playoffs. Wow, that's oh, your biggest man, surprise though. of the year? Mm, I don't know if it's the biggest surprise. So what is that under? What category is that? You just said five. Just oh, just five a note. The note oh, you have Orlando making the playoffs. All yeah. right. Okay. I got Minnesota is going to host a playoff series. Host a playoff series, yeah. which means Minnesota is a top Fourth four seed, seed in the yeah. West? You have the, you have the Timberwolves? Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to lie. That... You know, Kyle Anthony Towns He's is an, an absolute beast. He's an animal. I mean, he could be the best player in the NBA this year. So I, that's not that crazy. But a four seed? Yeah. You got him. You have him going from not making the tournament 
mm-hmm. to being a four seed. Wow. All right, so Orlando making the playoffs. The Timberwolves as a four seed, hosting a playoff series. Hosting a playoff game. Yeah. yeah. Hosting game one of a playoff series. Go ahead. Next. Mm, let me see here. You keep flipping the how many pages you got there. I got rookie of the year, Joel Embiid. Rookie of the rookie year. Rookie of the – wait a minute. Yeah. Is that – can that happen? Yeah, he hasn't played a game yet. Okay. Even though this should be his third year. That's a – what's that in Vegas? I don't know. Huh? That's how you can make some serious dough. I'm, I don't know who they have because – Ingram's supposedly starting off the year on the bench for LA, and Simmons is going to be out for. Oh, uh, can I just pause you for a second? Yeah, you can. Um, Pete, the skate shop and I just went on. If you don't, if you don't know about this, there's a weird thing going on. It's like haunted at Beantown Athletics. Whenever they start shopping and skates out there, everything goes crazy in the building. The minute they turn on the and and the TV shuts off in front of me. And there's there's something going on with our mixing board. Yeah, this is insane. When the skate shop and it turns on. And I'm just, I want to just, you know, tell Pete that it just happened. Noted. Noted. Duly noted. noted. All right, go ahead. Okay, I gave you three there. Yep. So you got Embiid, rookie of the year. Yeah. You have Minnesota, Minnesota a four seed in the West in the yeah. playoffs. And you got the Orlando Magic just getting into the tournament. Yeah, they're getting in. Okay. Let me see what else I got here. <laughs> 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 Hmm. We can get to some of the other stuff in weeks in which you don't have to go film Wahlburgers. I'll get, I'll get to two other points here. Okay. Oklahoma City will face Golden State in the first round. One versus eight. Oklahoma, wow. Oklahoma will take two of those games. Oklahoma West City. They lose Durant. They become an eight seed. Yes. That's where they go. They go down to eight. They just lost an MVP two years I know. Ago. But Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook will have could 50 be in one of those games. And I got Golden State winning it all. You have the Warriors winning it all. Yeah. Who do you have coming out of the East? Cleveland. Cleveland so by that, way of beating Indiana see, in the conference Is that finals. the biggest problem with the NBA? Is that you're going to get so many people to predict Golden State over Cleveland in the finals. Yeah. It's, because you know what I'm doing? Picking Golden State over Cleveland in the finals? Yes. <laughs> I'm picking Golden State over Cleveland in the finals. I could see it's a long shot, but I could see Indiana coming out of the East. You're high on Indiana. I am. I think why? Well, give me I give think, me a reason. Give the give the people a good reason because you got a lot of people listening to the show that are going to be like, wait a minute, what? Because I got three. I can understand the Minnesota thing. Orlando, eh? The East. You want to start giving me teams that could make the playoffs in the East? All right, it's not that nuts. But I mean, because I have that three, one. Indiana, Indiana made huge additions. They picked up Teague, Thaddeus Young, Al Jefferson, without really giving up anything. Didn't they trade for Teague? Yeah, they traded, I think, the 17th pick, which ended okay. up being uh, Torian Prince, I think, who's a good player. But Teague is going to be an upgrade for them over George Hill. But my other reason, I got three potential MVPs here. LeBron, Westbrook, and Paul George. Okay. I think Paul George is a top five player. That's why I'm so high on Indiana. All right. And you don't think he gets traded? Paul George? Hmm. No chance. Bird ain't trading him. Not a chance. Now I go Unless back- Cleveland offers LeBron, which I don't think is going to happen. I'm going to close out this conversation and let you get all the way to Hingham today to Wahlburgers, the original, which is a great spot, by the way. Yeah, oh, Big beautiful. fan. Big fan. Oh, yeah. We Hopefully gotta- I get a free burger next time. I'm in. 
Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Hopefully. Or I'll, I'll I had to pay last time. <laughs> we had to pay last yeah. time, and it was kind of like, what's yeah. going on? I'm with Brandon. Like, yeah. we really pay. Well, right I had now? to pay too. It's a business. That's what I mean. Oh, it's I, wow. <laughs> I like that. I wish <laughs> people a, thought of Beantown like it's that. It's a business, not a charity. <laughs> Am I wearing my? Oh no, I'm not wearing my t-shirt. No. I got that Southie t-shirt, the long sleeve. Get him here at Beantown Athletics. What do you got? Southie, Dorchester. What else do you got? Milton. Milton. Yeah. That's a terrible shirt. We don't need him. No, no. They're all nice. They're all nice. You have Charlestown. No. I got people from Charlestown asking me if no. we have Charlestown. No, no, we don't have Charlestown. No, we don't have Charlestown. We should probably make them. People are asking for them. Eh. You got Manchester, eh. New Hampshire. <laughs> um, you got Woonsock at Rhode Island. All right. So before I let you go to hang them, just bringing it back to, to my original point, which was when I looked at the favorites to win the NBA title and I saw that the Celtics had the fourth best odds in Vegas. You say it has to do with the West, maybe. Maybe people in Vegas think that the West going to beat each other up. I don't. I think that they are predicting the Celtics make a major move. And I think that major move is DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, a story that I read over the weekend was just hilarious, by the way. I think I even tweeted it out. It was Rudy Gay for Sacramento when George Carl came to the Kings. You know what Rudy Gay said to him? Rudy Gay said... Welcome to basketball hell. hell yeah. And I tweeted out, hey, Danny Ainge, go save Boogie Cousins from basketball hell. He should. I mean, it's I, – I don't understand why Sacramento keeps holding on to him. They're torturing themselves and him. But don't you agree that if there's a team that has the assets, and I mean the Brooklyn picks, to at least make Sacramento entertain the idea of doing it, they do it. Right? I, yeah, I don't. If there's, no, I mean, I don't. if there's any team that has the assets to do it, it's the Celtics. I, I see. I don't understand what, why they're not. I don't know if they are really trying to go after him or not. I would, but I feel like the Celtics have trouble with Sacramento. They don't usually want to make moves with them because, before they traded Rondo to Dallas, I heard a trade rumor of. This was before Isaiah was on the Celtics. It was Isaiah Thomas, Ben McLemore, and two first round picks, for Rondo. Which I don't understand why they wouldn't have made that move when it happened, but I mean, it worked out. We ended up getting Isaiah, so yeah. And then what did that um that Dallas pick turn into? That was this year, right? Or was it the year before? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I'll say to you. Yeah, I'll say it doesn't matter what the Dallas pick. It doesn't matter. You know what matters is that my sources, which is Vegas, tells me big that the Celtics coming. are gonna make a big move. The fourth best odds. I saw that this morning. I was shocked. I'm a Celtics guy. I think they're an improved team with Al Horford. I think when you look at the over-under on Celtics wins this year, which is 52.5, they had 48 last year. I think they're creeping up to 52.5. Does Horford make them, you know, five wins better? We'll see. I think, he makes them, I think he makes them at least three or four wins better. You know, are they going to get to 53 wins? Well, we're going to find out, but it's going to be close. They have the team, I think, to be able to do it. Now, Cleveland over-under on wins for them is 56-and-a-half, okay? Um, I think the Celtics could be the two-seed in the East, but I think they could be the two-seed in the East because I think they're going to make a major move, whether it's now or whether it's at the trade deadline. I think DeMarcus Cousins is a member of the Boston Celtics before this season is over, which makes them the two-seed in the East, which gives them a chance to be Cleveland, which gives the Celtics a chance to make Vegas look right by making them the fourth best odds to win the NBA championship. That's I, my source, Las Vegas. I hope so. All right. I really and if they get Boogie Cousins, I would move them above Indiana. Because then they have three legitimate all stars. 
which Indiana. Do so you take the under on Celtics wins at fifty two and a half. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd say fifty fifty. And be in the three seed in the East. I think they're definitely in the three, unless that move comes. All right, over under on uh, just one more, just one all more right, for you. All right. Pete, you ready for this? Over under on the number of games that you are able to take us and sit courtside during the regular season. Now we're talking. The over-under, uh, half. Point <laughs> uh, five. Yeah. I'll probably still take okay. the Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm going to bet. Give it the, a couple of years. I'm going to bet the over because hope is the greatest thing in the world. Okay. Exactly. He's Brandon Wahlberg. He's going to join me regularly throughout the NBA season. We'll do some other stuff with him, too. Um, as you just heard, we did, you know, a, a little NFL, at least the Gronk 69 quote. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap this show up. You go film, all right, film when you got to film and, um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, Dan Pete. Thanks for having me. All right. Brandon Wahlberg. Uh, yeah, just be quiet leaving, you know, cause I gotta, yeah, I just want to be in peace here. All right. Hey, tell Mark and, uh, the boys, Donnie, Bob. I said, what's up? All right. Tell Bob, yeah. Uh, all right. So there we go. There's some NBA talk. NBA begins this week. Um, yeah, I'm not 100% into the NBA just yet. It's With postseason baseball, we get the World Series beginning on Tuesday. Um, the NFL, you know, smack dab in the middle of the NFL season. Those things to me right now are the priority. I mean, the Bruins have begun their regular season. The NHL has begun its season, and I'm not even – completely involved in that yet so how would I completely be all in on the NBA when they technically haven't begun the regular season but they begin that this week uh Brandon Wahlberg just giving him some some rookie beatings just busting his balls a little bit there much like we've done with Rob Gomes in studio yeah you're pretty tough on people I you sit in that seat welcome to the show it's no joke man welcome to the show um that's uh, Sam Kennedy was I I think I was giving it to Sam Kennedy too president of the Red Sox when he sat in that seat I'm trying to get him back in here and I have one big-time question for Sam Kennedy. Where's my interview for Red Sox GM? Where is it? Because I don't know if you've seen the latest poll, Pete. On the website, dannypicard.com, I put a poll up there. And the question I asked was, who will be the next Red Sox general manager? And, you know, I gave all the, the general candidates – Right? I gave, like, the assistant GM, like, oh, the head of scouting. And then I put Frank Wren. Um, I also threw J.P. Rashadi in there. Now, he's with the Mets right now. He's, like, special assistant to the GM with the Mets. But really, J.P. Rashadi is their GM. I don't know that this would be a job he'd be interested in. I heard J.P. Rashadi was was involved in, you know, when when the Red Sox were looking to, to bring someone in previously. But then they went with Dombrowski, and they made him president of baseball operations. So, essentially, the GM for the Red Sox is kind of like Dombrowski's puppet, right? I mean, Dombrowski's still calling the shots. Is that a role that Rashadi would like to be uh, involved with? I mean, I know he's still a local guy. I know he spends a lot of time in Worcester still. I know that. And, you know, maybe it would be a better opportunity for him to be a little closer to home. Uh, but, I mean, he's still he's in, in New York. He has to go from Worcester to New York. It's not, not the worst trip in the world. But so I threw J.P. Rashadi's name on this poll. But I also threw my name in to this poll. And if you hit the view results, now the percentage has gone down a little bit since I tweeted it out. 
But it still remains, the overall theme is the same. I, according to my voters at DannyPicard.com, have the best chance of becoming the next Red Sox GM at 68%. Now I have one, two, three, four, five, six candidates there. Out of six candidates, I have 68% of the vote. That makes me the people's choice for the next Red Sox GM. However, I have not heard from anybody in the Red Sox organization about when my interview is going to take place. If you heard my mock interview with comedian Will Noonan on last week, on a podcast last week, what was it, last Monday, right? Last Monday, um, you could hear that I am ready to go. Like, I'm ready to get in there, talk with Dave Dombrowski, and nail my interview and become the next Red Sox GM and be this sort of blue-collar GM who's sitting behind home plate with my Sox hat on, yelling and screaming at umpires, ready to go. And yet, you know, I haven't heard from anybody. So I'm trying to get Sam Kennedy back in studio. Maybe that'll be a question I'll grill him with. Like, let's just do it now, right? I'll get him in and I'll say, let's, you want to do this? I'm sure they can get you at a modest salary too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm only On looking, I'm only looking to, to, to top or match what I make now, which is like 14 grand a year. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cheap, right? Like they're not going to have to, they save a lot of money. And what I'll say is, you know, just give me 20. And, and that's like a six grand increase per year on my life. And I'd say it would be great. And we'll take the extra 80 grand or however, how much do you then 80 grand? No, more than that. I know. I'm, I'm not even thinking. How, what, like, what are we thinking? A couple mil, right? Couple mil. Yeah. You get a couple mil. Um, I know I have to take a step outside the real world to, to, to get into the head of, of what the salary would be for GM of the Red Sox. All right. I'll save us like 2.5 mil. And what I'll do is I'll add that to the to the money that we're going to give Edwin Encarnacion. And, and that should help, right? That should help some things. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to get Sam in here. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out why I have not been contacted yet for an interview for Red Sox GM. But anyways, with baseball, the World Series, game one, Tuesday night, the Cubs are going to the World Series. Cleveland, at least as of this Monday morning, Cleveland has announced their rotation um, the Indians are going to go with Corey Kluber, no shock, in game one, Tuesday night, tomorrow night, in Cleveland. Then they're going to go Trevor Bauer in game two. You hope that his finger is healed if you're Terry Francona. And then Josh Tomlin's going to get the start in game three. They might go to Kluber in game four on short rest in Chicago. Which, again, that would be no surprise. I mean, they should go to Kluba on short rest, three days rest, in Game 4 in Chicago. But we'll see. At least with the Cubs, they haven't officially, as I'm doing this podcast right now, they have not officially announced their rotation, but I think we know what it's going to be. John Lester can go on normal rest in Game 1, which he will. And then I think you keep it, you know, the way the way it's been. So let's just, again, let's just look at the entire schedule. Game 1, Tuesday night. Game two is on Wednesday. They get Thursday off. Then you have three, four, and five, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Chicago. If necessary, you know, you have mo- next Monday off, and you go Tuesday, Wednesday, game six, seven, back in Cleveland. But you got to look at Hendricks, right? Kyle Hendricks, just an unbelievable performance on Saturday night. And you're thinking Wednesday night is game two, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're going to go... You're going to go Hendricks in game two? Probably not. I'm thinking maybe Arietta. Though, 
I don't, I don't know. Are they thinking Arietta game one and have Lesta on, on a little extra rest, on an extra day's rest in game two? I wouldn't do that because Arietta's going to have extra rest anyways. So I'd be keeping Lesta on his proper schedule. And if Lesta's on his proper schedule game one, I, I would put Lesta game one on a normal rest. I would take Lesta on normal rest over Kluba on extra rest in game one in Cleveland. I would. i put my money on Chicago in game one. Um, but that's how it's going to play out. At least we know Cleveland's rotation. Kluba, Vawa, and Tomlin, possibly Kluba on short rest in game four in Chicago. So the World Series begins Tuesday night. I'll react uh, to whatever we see in the first couple games on Friday's podcast. A little announcement, though. I'm recording this week's Friday's podcast on Thursday. Just a little little heads up to the people paying attention to the schedule of this show. Uh, but that's what we have going in the World Series and in the National Football League. Well, let's close it out with my thoughts on the NFL in Week 7. Because, as you know, every Friday I make my picks five games with the spread. Here are my results. I went 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. two wins, two losses, and a push in Week 7. My wins, the Patriots minus 7.5 over Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh covered that. And my other win was Oakland plus 1 over Jacksonville. They win that. I covered that. Um, I did tell you the over in Atlanta-San Diego. I believe they cut the over. They cut the over in that, Atlanta-San Diego. But I lost that game. Minus Atlanta minus 6.5. And, and, of course, Atlanta lets me down the minute I start betting on them. And Minnesota. The last person that Minnesota wanted to bet them minus three in Philly was they, they didn't want me betting, but I did. Minnesota minus three. And what happens? Minnesota loses their first game of the season. Uh, the Vikings just no-showed in Philly. I did not think that was going to happen. The Vikings were a three-point favorite, but, you know, they didn't even win the game. So the Vikings lose. Atlanta loses it for me. And then my push was Kansas City minus, minus six. This was looking great all game long, and then it ends up being a push. It was a six-point win for Kansas City. Uh, so I went 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I'm 11-21-3 on the season. It's not a great record, but I have, you know, a whole other half of the season, maybe even a little more, to get back to 500. And not just get back to 500, but get over 500. Like, I'm going to have a couple 5-0 weeks. There's no question about it. It's going to happen. We're learning more and more about some of these teams. And I'm learning more and more about some of the teams you need to stay away from. I guess, you know, like I said last week, the only sure thing in the NFL right now is that not only will the Patriots win, but the Patriots will cover. They won and they covered in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was some shaky moments, though, with the Patriots defense in this one. Because... Landry Jones made bigger plays than I thought he was going to make. And, you know, I guess you can't complain too much because you only allowed 16 points. And really, when it comes to points per game in the NFL, like the Patriots are right there at the top of the league. You know, points per game allowed. 16 allowed. The week before, 17. The week before, 13. Even in a loss to the Bills, they only allowed 16 points. Zero points allowed against the te- in a win of the Texans. Um, they allowed 24 to the Dolphins, 21 to Arizona. But lately, it's like you're only going to score 14 points, I think, on average against the Patriots. And, and if you tell me that the Patriots, the rest of the season, 
are only going to allow 14 points a game, then I'm going to tell you that the Patriots' offense with Tom Brady on the center is, with all these weapons, is good enough to win the rest of the games this season. Now, the Patriots will go to Buffalo. And what did I have to do today? First thing I did, look at what the opening line was. And the Patriots open as a six-and-a-half-point favorite in Buffalo on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now, the Bills are coming off a loss to the Miami Dolphins, which is not a good loss for Buffalo because Buffalo is on a roll, and then you go to Miami and lose 28-25. That's not a good look for you. Now that you have a game against the Patriots, the Patriots will go to Buffalo, then they'll have the bye week. So it's all coming out for the Patriots right now. Like, they're going to—I think they're going into Buffalo, and if you had a— Ask me to make a pick right now on the minus six and a half. I'd say Patriots win, and they win by at least seven points. I think that's going to happen. They got shut out by the Bills. Um, Tom Brady was obviously not playing in that game. You didn't even have Garoppolo in that game. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not going to pick Buffalo to to win this game, even though it's in Buffalo. Patriots are going to win. One of the only short things in the NFL is that not only did the Patriots win, but they also cover. So uh, that's where we are with my picks. We got to go over what Robbie Gomes did. You know, the good and the bad, but we'll just we'll just do the good. I'll give him credit. I didn't think Cousins was going to do anything. This was, an, uh, this was an ugly game. The Washington-Detroit game, and for that reason, I told her to stay away from it. But Cousins actually ended up doing okay, right, Pete? Like, Cousins, he threw for 300 yards, I think. Yeah, he got uh, 23 points just about. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, 301 yards. Um, now, I don't know that I want to give Gomes all the credit for this pick because I had it written down before he came in. This was going to be one of my picks, too. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers. Am I even saying his name right? Jaquiz? I, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. But Jaquiz Rogers filling in for the muscle hamster. They're going against San Francisco with a terrible rush defense. He had a nice day, too. 154 yards on the ground. Uh, so that's a nice pick. Allen Robinson was not a good pick. Dennis Pitta was not a good pick. Pierre Garçon was not a good pick. Pitta wasn't bad, though. He wasn't? Robinson was terrible. Pitta was... What do you mean, Pitta wasn't bad? He wasn't as bad as Robinson was because he was way more money. Oh, true. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Like, Robinson was But when it comes there. to points, they were both pretty bad. But he also had Green, too. Green went off. A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Yeah. Um, Did he have... I don't even... You know, the guy from Dolphins, the running back. Ajay? I don't know how to say his Ajay? Name. I don't think he did. He didn't, because he had another big day. 200 we, yards on the ground also, again. We also talked about Melvin Gordon, who, mm-hmm. who had a great day. Yep. So he gave you a couple couple nice picks, a couple nice plays, and uh, he'll give you more later this week, because we'll do it for week eight as well. We'll do it for the rest of the NFL season. But um, I guess when you get away from the gamble and stuff, the top storylines in the NFL, you know, the Patriots, they beat the Steelers, and right now, I think the Patriots are on the fast track to being the number one seed in the AFC. I think that's a big story. In the NFC, you got Minnesota losing the first game of the year. And then you had that NFC game last night, which was huge for both Seattle and Arizona. And they tie. They tie. Pete, did you see any of this game last night? Arizona-Seattle, Sunday Night Football? Too boring. I didn't watch it. I'd see. It was boring. I checked out. It was boring, but I paid attention because I, I wanted to know who was going to win. And it was like nobody wanted to win. And you get to overtime. This this was a six to six tie, and you're gonna get the NFL people that will come out and say, "Well, this is this is why I don't watch the sport. This is why I don't watch." I don't know. As ugly as a game as it was, 
I found myself still watching because I wanted to see what the game-winning score would be. Because once it gets to overtime, you're like, all right, this could get exciting. And then it's like nobody wanted to win. Arizona, what do they have? A 24-yard field goal, hits the left upright. You'll, then there's like two minutes left. Seattle's celebrating. They drive down the field. They get down to the, like the 10. What's it, 28-yard field goal? Seattle's kicker, he didn't just miss it. He missed it so far left that you know the net behind the field goal post? It didn't even hit the fucking net. Like, that was as bad a miss as you can get. And speaking of misses, Guskowski missed an extra point. And I know some people who took, I know some people who took Patriots 27 and a half, the over total team points. That fucked them yesterday. Guskowski. He's missing an extra point every game. He's missing a kick every game. He says he's still, you know, he sucks now, but he has his confidence still. I tell you what, I, I guess at this point, you got to let him keep kicking because I don't know who you're going to bring in to be able to, you know, who are you going to bring in? You could bring in one of these retired kickers that have been sitting out a year, or you could have Guskowski keep, you know, trying to see if he can figure it out. The thing that confuses me is that he'll, He'll miss one in a game, but it doesn't completely unravel on him. Like, he'll still be able to come back and make another one. He made one before he missed it. Like, I could see if he was in his own head so much that he was shanking everything and everything looked terrible. It's not everything. It's only like one a game. Now, that one a game could come back and and kill him at some point, whether it's in the regular season or the playoffs. But if you're asking me what the Patriots should do, rather than go out and maybe you know, bring in another kicker? I think they should just go through counseling. I mean, maybe they are doing that. I don't know. That's really the only thing. Maybe have them take a a shot at Jack Daniels before the game or something. Loosen up. Go uh, 2004 Red Sox, ALCS. Get Kevin Millar in there. Pour Pour him a shot before the game. You know, take the nerves off. But that's a big time concern. It It absolutely is. And um, but speaking of missed kicks, you know, you go to the Sunday night game, you got a you got a tie game. That's a that's a big tie. It's not as bad for Seattle as it is Arizona. I mean, that could be, you know, that tie last night, that kicker hitting the left upright could be the difference in Arizona making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. Like it could. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But that was not really the type of game that the NFL wanted. To finish off the sun, the Sunday yesterday, they didn't want that. They didn't want that game to go like that with all the shit that's going on with, you know, people talking about the Josh Brown situation. I did. I got called in at WEI yesterday early, on sort of a wake up call. There was a little schedule situation, so I had to run in and do a two hour show from ten to noon, and that's the only reason I watched the Giants in London against the Rams. It's the only reason I watched it. I would not have woken up early and put on the TV and watched this game. It wasn't an exciting game when I watched it. Uh, it's just too much football for me. Like, I like a lot of football, but that's a lot of football. Beginning in the morning, all through the day, and then ending at, like, midnight with the game that's 6-6. to six. Like, that's not the way the NFL wanted that day to end yesterday. Because I think you had a lot of people that probably checked out that didn't wait around to see if it was going to overtime because when it got to overtime, I think that's when you become a little bit more interested in it because you want to say, hey, this game is going to end on a game-winning kick or a game-winning touchdown. Like, let's see what can happen here. This could get exciting. 
But I think you probably had a lot of people check out before it even got to overtime because it was such a boring game. And, um, you know, that's not what the NFL wanted. You know, and, and right now, the spotlight's on the National Football League to give the fan a product that I guess is going to make people forget about the issues that the league's having right now. One of the issues is just a poor product. The other issue is obviously the domestic violence stuff that I talked about on Friday's podcast that I talked about all weekend on WEEI. And the news there is that Josh Brown, yeah, he didn't travel to London with the team. They didn't let him because he's been put on the commission as exempt list. And um, that's a ridiculous list to be on because he still gets paid. On what planet am I on with this guy who's admitted to beating his wife, who's kept a journal of it, a journal at the NFL purposely ignored, I don't care what you say, they obviously ignored it. What happened? The NFL lost power overnight and they couldn't get their hands on this journal? What, the NFL has never worked with the FBI? The NFL has never worked with anybody in higher power in the legal system to be able to get their hands on evidence like this for one of their players who's admitted to beating his wife over and over again? I mean, please. It's, it's a joke. The NFL is ignoring it because they don't want the viewer to find out about this stuff. And as I went on my rants to the NFL, it's just about money. They don't care about women. They care about money. That's it. It's simple. Don't make it complicated. But speaking of money, Josh Brown is still making money for some reason. And, and that's just insane. But um, we'll see what happens with that. Josh Brown is not going to play another game in the NFL. He just, he's not. At least he shouldn't. So, the NFL, they didn't, they, with all that shit going on, and ratings being down, though, the ratings being down thing, I think that's overplayed. I think that's a talking point that maybe the NFL wants people to discuss, because that means you're talking about the NFL. Right? That's, you're, you're talking about the league. They'd rather have you talking about the league with regards to ratings being down than, than talking about a player that they have that's beating his wife again. Or his girlfriend. They don't want you talking about that because that, at the end of the day, could be bad for business and could make them lose money. Well, talking about ratings being down, eh, you're talking about the sport. And let's be honest, if ratings are down like they say they are, what I want you to do today is I want you to ask people who like watching sports. And I want you to ask them if they watched any football in week seven. Everybody that I know that, wa- that enjoys sports Watch some football in week seven, okay? They're not going anywhere. They're not going away. Everyone I know still watches the NFL, and they're going to continue to watch the NFL. So the ratings thing, I think, is overplayed, and at the end of the day, I don't think the NFL really hates that you discuss it, that we discuss it. I don't. But they certainly don't want that conversation combined with a 6-6 to game on Sunday Night Football in a week in which one of their players was beating his wife again, or at least... The NFL got caught ignoring one of their players beating his wife again, right? All this stuff in one week combined is not good. So they probably would have preferred some type of crazy shootout last night to keep people involved. And that's not really the way it went down. So Houston, Denver, in Denver for Monday Night Football. But um, moving forward this week, you know, we got the World Series. So I'll react to that later in the week on the podcast. I'll react to uh, any news that we have with regards to the Patriots, with regards to maybe off-season baseball stuff. You know, you do hear some rumors and things that could go on when the World Series is over. You hear some of that stuff trickle out this time of year. And, um, you know, NHL, we'll get more into the NHL, I think, once postseason baseball is over. And 
you know, sort of maybe closer into November, middle of November, we'll get into the NHL, and of course the NBA with the Celtics beginning this week. Um, Brandon Wahlberg's going to join me. We're going to work him in. We're going to work Will Noonan in, Brandon Wahlberg, obviously Robbie Gomes, uh, a DraftKings fantasy expert every every Friday. And yeah, we're working some other people into the show, getting some big guests, working on a couple couple big things on this show that I just want you to stick around and pay attention to. Follow me on Twitter. Could be a, could be a couple big announcements coming up in the in the very near future. Just want to throw that out there with regards to this podcast and this podcast alone. So make sure you stick around and 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 join me for that. Real quick, yeah. Who do you got tonight? Who do I get tonight? Yeah, what do you got? Well, break, break the tie see, with pick picks picks. No, I'm not gonna do that. I have to now. You got it. I need it. You need it. What's it? Minus eight. Den- six. I think it's at six. Oh, right? um, no. I see it at minus eight. I wow. see Denver an eight-point favorite at up. home. I think Denver wins, and I think they win it close. I think I think Houston covers. I take the points. I take the points. I take the plus eight. Forget about who's gonna win. Take the plus eight. But I give you my reason why I think I, I I think you should take the points at the plus eight. But that's not part of my picks. So don't don't. Pete made me do it. He put a gun to my head, and and you know you put a gun to my head to make a pick. I'm gonna make a pick. I'm not gonna back down. I'm not going to back down on making a pick. Pete, you got anything to add to the show? See, Wahlberg having to get out of here really sort of fucked up everything. The way I was going to run this show today. This should be the Brandon Wahlberg show. He, he big time. Well, he comes in. He's, he's like, ah. Time, he comes in. No lie. He comes in with his notebook, like 50 pages worth of NBA notes that he only got to. I only let him give five. Kind of felt bad on that. But, you know, he comes in. He's like, how, I got to get out of here at hey, 1030. How long do you think that took him? That notebook? Yeah. He te- there, was, there was eight pages. He texted me a picture two weeks ago that, that he already be... was working on it. Yeah. That's going to last the season. All right. Can I tell you a story? Why, why, why you know, I'm a little pissed off at, at Brandon Wahlberg right now. Because and, you guys had to pay for the Wahlbergers? Um, yeah, we had to pay for the, yeah, we had to pay for the Wahlbergers. We go in. We did a show over the summer at Wahlbergers, me and him, podcast. It's weird because... I couldn't really be myself because people were, like, looking at us. So I had to, like, hey, Brandon, what do you think of the Celtics? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't have, like, a big setup. We had two microphones sitting at a booth. Nobody knew who the fuck we were. So I kind of felt weird really opening up and being myself. So it might have been a weird-sounding podcast to people. I apologize for that. But he's a big NBA fan, and, and it's good to get his take. And, of course, I mean, look, like, we know, like, Brandon... What he's doing, he's doing some big things, so I want to get him involved in the show. Um, but it doesn't just piss me off that we had to pay for our food at Wahlberg's. What, what also pisses me off is that, well, we went to Sully's yesterday. Did you know that? We went to Sully's. So I wanted to talk with him about this segment before we, you know, I brought him in and, and just discuss what my plans were for it. No like, text invite, throughout, huh? throughout the no season. Invite? No invite for Yesterday? The kid? Well, yeah. no, I was on WEI till uh, noon. Okay. He texted me. He's like, hey, like, did you still want to talk? I said, well, yeah, I'm heading home now. Like, I'm, I think I'm going to grab something to eat. He's like, all right, where are you going? I'm like, ah, you want to go to Sully's? It just sort of played out like that right after I got out of work. And we're like, all right, we'll go to Sully's. So he couldn't find a parking spot. He's, he's calling me. He's like, oh, this, this is like a, you know, Halloween day out here. Like, all kids are dressed up in costumes in Castle Island. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, well, how's the line at Sully's? He's like, well, there's no line. He's like, I just can't find a parking spot. I'm like, all right, well, drive up. I'll pick you up. We'll try to get a spot. He drove up. He jumps in my car. 
Now, for people who know me, or even if you don't, I'm gonna, you know, full disclosure, I don't own my own car. Um, I take the T, I get rides, I borrow cars, and yesterday I borrowed my mother's. And it's this little shit box. It's like Toyota Camry, right? This blue, it's got bird shit all over it. Always has bird shit. Always. There's never not bird shit in this car. And I don't, it's not the car that attracts it, it's me. You know how many times I've been shit on by a bird, Pete? Do you know? More than five. It's more than five. How and many of those times has happened at Sully's, though? Four. Yeah. Four. I don't know where the other one was, but it, I, I know that they all have, most of them have been at Sully's. But whenever they hit me, it's like a five-pound weight, that bird shit, when it hits me. Like, it, it hurts. It hurts, not just emotionally, physically. This shit's starting to hurt. So it's all, anyways, I attract the bird shit, apparently. It's all over my mother's car. My mother treats the thing like it's a fucking 2016 Lexus leather interior. It's not. It's a, it's such a garbage car, it's not even funny. But, but so, so I shouldn't be really getting worked up about what I'm about to tell you. But I, I, I do get worked up about it because my mother treats the car like it's this special vehicle, and it's not. So, it's a little chilly out yesterday. Wahlberg's got a t-shirt and shorts on. It's like, what are you doing? It's like 45 degrees out. We get sullies. We obviously can't sit on a rock because it's windy and, you know, he's not dressed for, for the weather. So, we go in my mother's car and, and we're eating sullies. We're not even, like, he hasn't even taken a fry out of the box yet. He spills ketchup all over the seat. And I'm not talking just a little ketchup. He's got a whole, like, a whole glob of ketchup. I go, what did you, how did that happen? He's like, oh, you know, I got, I got the burger. They put a lot, they loaded it up with ketchup, and I just squeezed it. It came out the back, like, they overloaded it. So he's blaming it now on the person in Sully's who put too much ketchup in the burger. I'm like, no, no, no. You just spilled ketchup. You know my mother's going to kill me right now? Do you know what's going to happen? Do you know the argument that you just got me in with the ketchup on my mother's seat? I go, what? So then he's like, oh, I'll get it. No, no, no. You'll get it right now. I had a bottle of water next to us. I'm like, here's a couple napkins. I had napkins. I'm like, get, you know, dab it in. He's dabbing. I'm like, I want you to scrub it. Okay? Because that thing stains. I don't know what to do. It's just an argument that I don't need to be in. <laughs> right? It is. So now he's, he's dabbing the ketchup. What do you think's happening? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I just asking the kid to come on a Celtics podcast, and he's next thing you know, he's spilling ketchup in my, on my mother's car seats, and here I am now, about to get bitched out by everybody. And all I wanted today was for him to be in studio to let me do my open, and have him just sort of you know, be along for the ride at first, like I usually do, and then we get into Celtic stuff. But he comes in here, storming in. He's got like, you know, he might as well have come in here with the Stone Cold Steve Austin music. I'm prepping in the morning. He's in here showing me his notes. And I get good. You got notes. Take your notes. When am I going to get a free burger? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got to be out of here at 1030. So we had to open up with Celtics. It just kind of threw me off. It's like, you know, you walk up to the line of scrimmage. You take a look at the defense. All of a sudden, you got to change the play, right? You, you got to change it up. 
And, you know, when, when you're the best offense in the podcast world, I, you, you don't really feel like you should have to change what you're doing. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, but anyways, we, we got through it. I, I, I kind of feel bad because we didn't. In all honesty, I do feel bad because I know we worked very hard on these notes. I'm being dead serious. This is me being honest. Not that I wasn't honest a few minutes ago. I was. But, you know, the soft side of me. It really does feel bad that he did put a lot of time into those notes. We'll get into those notes probably next week. I'll bring them back in here again when they're not filming Wahlbergers. Who knows, Pete? Maybe, I mean, maybe he'll come in with the the camera crew. And we'll figure out, you know, getting this show on an episode. You would would think if you keep dropping hints, maybe he'll get the point. Um, I mean, he owes it to me because he didn't clean the ketchup off my mother's car seat. So that's a whole other issue that I got to deal with at some point this week. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a blast. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait. I'm here twice a week. You can get this show at DannyPicard.com. Uh, also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. Couple quick messages. One to the NHL. Next time you have an outdoor game, will you remind us? Will you th- don't even just remind us. How about you tell us about it? One. Two. Maybe even more importantly than that, stop doing the outdoor game so much. It used to mean something. Now it doesn't mean anything. We didn't even know it was on. You played an outdoor game and nobody knew about it. Was it actually played? Right? And then my other message is that uh, I know I picked Toronto to win the World Series. They're not in it. But I had them beat in Chicago. I'm not just picking the Cubs to win the World Series because I didn't get Toronto right and it's Cleveland on the World Series. I'm picking the Cubs to win the World Series because I just believe in their rotation more than Cleveland's. Look, Cleveland's had a nice little run with their pitching staff. But I'm sorry. Like, if you ask me who am I putting my money on, Lester, Lackey, especially the way Hendricks pitched the other night. I mean, talk about... He looked like somebody who was pitching in a spring training game. That, there was so much pressure on him. And the way he reacted to that pressure was amazing. What, he's going to feel pressure in the World Series? I don't think so. And I mean, how about this? Given how good Lackey is in the postseason, how good Lester is, how good Hendricks looked the other night, how scary is it to say that Jake Arrieta is the weak link for the Cubs rotation? And that's not a knock on Arrieta. He's a damn good pitcher. And he's not a he's not weak. He's not a weak pitcher, but he's really the weak link of that rotation. That's a that's a praise for the rest of the rotation, not a knock on Arietta. That's a scary thing to say. And Indians, they've had a nice run, but I can't put my money against the Cubs rotation. I just can't do it. Not given the fact that Cleveland doesn't have Carrasco, Salazar might return out of the pen, but um I just, I can't bet against Lester in the postseason, Lackey in the postseason, the Cubs in the postseason with that rotation. I can't do it. Cubs are winning the World Series. I'm out. Talk to you later this week.